man understands one day that his life is built on nothing. And that's a bad, crazy day. Chris, I'm scared to death. And we all are. But our brains secrete a neurotransmitter that enables us to deal with them. Come on. I don't think I have that particular neurotransmitter. Whoa! You made the international sign of the donut. And welcome to the Paranoid Playhouse. Edith, I am starting to think that maybe you don't believe in me. I do believe in you. I just know you're going to fail. All right. My little Rissians, y'all came back once again to the Paranoid Playhouse. But today, your Reverend Proud Daddy is not alone. There's another lost soul in this world, just like us. The broken, the damaged, and disease. And he goes by the name King, or Kevin the Skull Anderson. Skull, what's shaking, brother? Everything is shaking, everything's baking, and quite frankly, I've been awakened. And I've been summoned to this call, and I'm ready to take it on. I appreciate that. Now, um, we were talking off air a while about a bunch of things, but right before we came on, um, like I said, I watched uh, several of your videos. I see you did some gamer stuff, and you did start speaking out. And one of the videos you talked about, um, you know, being lost and not which direction to go in. You didn't know this. And then, but everything I've heard you say and, and your talk videos and stuff like that. <clears throat> have you ever heard of the Church of the Subgenius? The Church of the Subgenius? Yes. I don't think I've heard of it, to be honest. Um, and it'd be something, something you might want to look into because I think you would, um, it, it's, it's a mock religion, if you will, but it's, um, a lot of good information in there. A lot of good information. There's some fun stuff. Um, it's not about Jesus Christ. It, it's about the slack. <laughs> and it's ran by a guy named um, Reverend Ivan Stang. But the whole idea is pointing out how fucked up America is. That's yeah. what the whole idea behind it is. And um, But really, really fun stuff. Um, also, um, the Scorting Society. Really fun people. But they are... Now, I, I'm a Discordian. I'm a Pope of the Scorting Society. But... Their ideas, they got a lot of great ideas, a lot of good philosophies, a lot of good everything in there, but they are stuck on um, old stuff, and they're, they, they're afraid to change to the new um, stuff. And I'm like, and there are some of them stuff stepping up, and they're being called sub-discos, because the Church of the Sub-Genius and the Scordians actually are not part of the same situation. Two totally opposite branches of um, satire, if you will. But, um, so I got, in, I got into the Sub-Genius later on, and I was like, Everything I've been doing for the Scordians, try to bring them up to the, the new school stuff, is been using subgenius techniques, and I'm like, wow! So that shook my mind. But you might want to think about looking into those things because I heard you talk, and it's like I think you can find something in there that you can pick out. Like, hey, that's pretty cool. That's nice. That's nice. Good stuff. Because I'm I've heard you talk, and I'm like, yeah, there's there's maybe address something you might want to get into. You might not. You might find it boring. You might find it bullshit. A lot of people do. Like I said, it's a it's a satire basically. It's, but not there, for us, it's, it's not for everybody. It's definitely not for everybody because the <laughs> idea of the search of subgenius is there. They are pointing out how fucked up America is because America is being controlled by somebody. There's always somebody controlling somebody. You got to be part of the system, Charles be part Manson? of society, huh? You ever heard of Charles Manson? <laughs> yeah, old Charlie boy. Now, uh, same, same, same idea. America was the demon of the world, and you know what? The more time passes, the more I find myself agreeing with that statement. Mm. Because everybody in America wants everything. They want it all. And they want it under certain agendas and certain names. And the main name I've like I've heard about this for almost 50 years. I know it's and it seems to be the new norm. Socialism. We want socialism. No the fuck we don't. No the, I'm I'm trying to tell everybody, no the fuck we don't, because I, I grew up in a time where we, we talked about these things, huh? Socialism is going to kill this country. Oh, yeah, because it's killed many of other countries. And it's not just a country. It's um, the citizens are going to be murdered. Yeah. The only difference between socialism and um, capitalism, socialism says you are going to die by our hands. Do you want to have your head chopped off or shot in the forehead? That's that's all it really is. That's the only difference behind it. But socialism does lead into Marxism because it is it is based on Marxism and communism, and it's been in there in black and white for the past what hundred something years. They talk about these things, but I'm seeing it now, and people are like are jumping on that like socialism is good. Everything's free. No, no, no. Everything is not free. 
it's going to cost you the cost your life right. and it, and it's funny because i actually um like i said one of your videos you talked about the um we'll get back to the socialism but the um covet um thing whatever and that's always and i hate having conversations about the covet or corona or whatever because it's not my thing okay other stories but you talked about the numbers right and that's one thing i've always questioned people on is the numbers the numbers themselves he wrote off a lot of numbers about the infected and the death rating so i had a thought come up in my head when i was watching your video so i'm you helped me out a little bit i had a thought come up if we have this many people dying in america where the fuck are we burying them at is there enough is there enough land in america to bury this many dead motherfuckers you know and then again probably not there's no telling so that's what I'm saying. That's why I went down these rabbit holes because I wanted to see actually how much land there is in America, just out of curiosity, right? There's and a lot it turned, it turned out, it's I mean, uh, in America, America itself and Alaska, there is 2.6 billion acres of land, just land, right? The whole, whole thing is made up of 2.6 billion acres. Now, they remove Alaska from the equation because Alaska is um, can't really grow a lot of things out there. Can't really produce anything other than cold weather and, you know, polar bears. So yeah. that's 375 million acres gone. But can we bury bodies there? That's a different story, though. So, but also in America, we got these federal government lands for testing, parks, um, factories, whatever and stuff. And then we have the private-owned lands. People own their own land. And that's anywhere from 40 to 60 percent more of that. Then we have livestock, crops. Um, what do you call it? Urban development, you know, things along those lines. And, but basically what's left over, what's left over in America is like 3.6% of actual land. So do we have enough land in America to bury all these bodies? And if so, why are they not being buried? Because we hear the numbers all the time. Am I right or wrong? They're like, number this, number that, stat this, stat this, this many deaths, da, da, da. Okay. I haven't seen any burials. I haven't seen any. Yeah. Where are they burying the bodies at? You know, we're going to go through poltergeist all over again. So I, I get curious about those things. So that, that drove me to that. Like I said, is there enough land in America to bury all these bodies that they claim are dying? And so that, that, that creeps in my head, you know? Mm -hmm. So what do you think? What do you think about that? I mean, you think there's the numbers are falsified, um, exaggerated, Sometimes just throw a number out there, see where it sticks. What's your idea on that? Here's my idea on this. I think personally, there are the only reason why there are so many positive cases in America going on now is because more and more and more people are getting tested positive. Right. And the reason why more and more pe people are getting tested positive is because tests are being mass produced and stuff and so you have these tests that are being mass produced that can be available to anybody at anywhere and any time in the united states drive through they can do a drive-through testing drive-through testing has become a legitimate thing now oh i know uh, now that's the thing is like all these numbers keep going up every day is everybody getting tested is new people getting tested every day so it's like it, it Makes me think that there's more to the story because there's been proof, even where I'm at, even where I'm at. These four nurses that were whistleblowers stepped up and said they were told in a meeting that anybody who came in got tested, even if it was negative tested, to send it to a lab. They didn't, they even sent in um, empty vial or empty, or they, empty swabs, whatever, and put COVID-19 on their positive. So they sent in 35 empty tests, no, nothing on there at all, no saliva, no blood, no mucus, nothing. And it counted towards the number. Then they also were told that, you know, anybody who dies, doesn't matter what they die from, you have to add COVID-19 on there. So these four women came out and told this stuff and got fired from their job and the whole nine years, got death threats, you know. And then I've heard other cases where there are other hospitals where they had meetings and they were told, you got to say COVID-19. So I got to believe that these people are coming out with these truths. And I'm like, maybe these numbers are not exactly what they say it is on youtube because then you'll then you'll get then you'll get flagged for it <laughs> right oh yeah Stephen, but now bitch you won't do that though all you want if you're in the mainstream media but not on youtube not on facebook not on twitter 
<laughs> See, that's that's the reason why I, I'm I'm why I've been planning to leave Facebook before this. Um, that's why I'm on MeWe now, and to do I mean have I have way more fun over there. Way so more fun over there. Then I'm on BitChute, and BitChute is just like YouTube. You upload your videos, you can watch videos, everything else, but they don't flag you for shit. They don't penalize you for anything. And I'm like, dude, I love that shit. But mm -hmm. I know YouTube will. YouTube will. BitChute is YouTube 2007. That's basically what BitChute is. Right. That BitChute is everything that YouTube says it was going to stay Right, right. It's everything that YouTube is. Yeah, YouTube went, I mean, all three of them, the three main ones, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, they all went straight left. And I'm like, so now we, I watch those hearings. I watch those hearings all the time. And I, I see it, you know, I see the idea of what they're doing. And I know what they're getting there. Um, what's the word for it? Um, their, their rubric, their rubric, no, they, no, their um, their orders, their yeah, their marking orders, because someone is telling them or letting them do things because they're not just because these people are CEOs of these corporations. They're someone above them. They're someone above them. Yeah, I, I, I you know, so um, they're they're told what to what to do now. Then they're telling us what we can and cannot see, post whatever, and they play games, they play favoritism. So I I don't want really to be part of that. So I. Been backing away from Facebook and Twitter and found me, we and BitChute. But um it, it's but people are gonna agree with it and you're like, we need to censor stuff. No, 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 no. Now we're playing the dangerous game again. Censorship, you know. Yeah. So yeah, um, like I said, I, people always um I guess they the new word, like I said, socialism, and they think it's all cool. Um, the old idea. I mean, because I heard this year, I heard a lot of words come out of people's mouths, and I'm like, I bet you don't use it in a conversation, do you? <laughs> yeah, they made the the source and dictionaries popular again this year. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, but I, I but if people don't go look at the history or look at what it really is, and it's funny because I went on Google just for a definition of socialism, right? And I found this definition. But then when I go to another internet source, I let, um, another um, browser, not browser, but another internet source, um, it had a totally different definition. And I'm like, well, there's some interesting shit. This, this good thing that everybody can afford when in reality they can't afford it, it's bad for you, and it's going to kill you. And now, the site that you went on, what was that site? Firefox. Firefox. So Firefox gives you the real definition of socialism as being this quote-unquote monster that serves as the cancer of the world. Oh, no, no. That's um, something. Yeah, not really the cancer, but this would, it gave me a different, um, not so much a, um, their perspective, but a different definition. Like this right here, socialism, a political theory of socialized society which advocates the means of production distribution and exchange should be owned and regulated by the community that's Understood. that's pretty much the standard definition of socialism you know now it read later on the transition to a social state is to overthrow capitalism and the realization of communism is when you the working class would gain control of society and push towards ownership push the ownership class out, society would then evolve into a classless government. So the idea is everybody owns everything and we share everything no matter what it is. So we're not allowed, that's what socialist really is, is we're not allowed to own our own land, our own home, our own business because it belongs to somebody else. It belongs to who can walk in there. You start up a car dealership, someone can walk in your dealership, take a car and drive away. That's socialism. Now that's bad. That's bad, you know, but people want those kind of things, you know, um, you can own a restaurant. People can walk in and just eat food and leave without paying because that's socialism. And you know, there's a video on YouTube about how Ronald Reagan sums socialism up in about 55 or 50 seconds or something like that. Right. And his summary of socialism in about 50 seconds is pretty damning. Yeah, and, and, and I'm, I'm, you look at Cuba, Venezuela, China, of course. Um, socialism, I mean, like I said, on paper, on paper, it looks, it looks, you know, shiny. It looks yeah. shiny, shiny and good. Oh, paper, 
complete and utter train wreck. Right. But in reality, it does not work. I mean, people left Cuba because of that reason, you know, because they wanted to get away. Now I think I, see, I took some notes and now I'm lost where I was. Thank you, Skull. You know, it made me lost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lost too. Don't feel bad. Oh, that's right. But so, um, and also I've here and like Antifa, I don't know if you are supporting Antifa. I don't know if you support any organization, but I have okay. theories on these people, but it's, it's they, they, yeah, they keep talking about anti-fascism and I'm like, but everything you're doing is fascist. Everything that BLMM does is fascist there because fascism ties directly into Marxism. What they say they're not doing. Right, right. So, I mean, I hear, they hear them call Trump a fascist and I'm like, how? How? Because uh, I know what fascism was, and I'm like, it, totalitarian, authoritarian, dictator. I can see those things. I can see them. Not saying he is, but I can see that. But fascist, I can't see the fascism because same thing. So I went to look up the definition of fascist. Fascism. The widely used definition of fascism is government with basis of a powerful leader. And that's what it's social. I mean, so even if the left wins, we still got a powerful leader. So. Uh, Capitalism is defined as a system of government where private or corporate are means of production. So basically, they call the right people, the conservative, or the um, yeah, conservatives, um, capitalists. And I'm like, yeah, I can see that because I like capitalism because I like to make shit. I like to buy shit. I like to sell shit. You know, the, I mean, that's how America works. You know, um, in but, America. The, but the idea, but now they talk about, you know, corporate and private organizations. Now, I've seen a lot of that on the left. And the one name everybody talks about, George Soros. At least you ain't supposed to talk about George Soros. But there are many people out there, many billionaires, that give money to the left. Those are private organizations. Those are corporations. So, isn't that capitalism? You know, so I, so I, so I, I hear these things, and I'm like, man, y'all got to come up with something different than trying to call out, you know, these new words. You got to go look up where they came from. But the idea of the... The left being Marxist and communism. Oh yeah, I believe that shit because I'm seeing it. I'm seeing mm -hmm. it happen. Now um, I found this one chart, and it had um, fascism, communism, capitalism, socialism, and it had um, what party it belongs to, and it goes down the list and now, and it, um, what, what religion it belongs to, and this is how hard it is to get into and how hard to get out of. <laughs> and I was like, it was a, it was a, I, it was a pretty interesting read. But like um, socialism, right? If you own something, people can just come in there and take it and use it for themselves. Are you cool with that? Socialism sucks, so I'm not for it. Right. And I mean, why would anybody be, a, be for that? You know, even though um, the people out there in the streets screaming and yelling about something, why would they be cool with that? I would believe in socialism being a thing. But why do you think the people people want that though? Why do you think they want socialism? Well, they don't know what they're getting themselves into, and if they did, they wouldn't vote for it. Right, right. That's now. And whose fault is that though? See, there, there's where we're going to come into our main topic. Whose fault is that? Well, here's the thing: we as Americans get to decide who leads our country. And who works for us and whatever, because we, the people, tell the government what to do. And it's not supposed to work the other way around. Right. And here lately, it's worked the other way around because we've given ourselves this false narrative that if we elect Democrats to give us the hope and change that they promise but won't keep, then we'll be better off. And it turns out that what we did as far as the decision we make to hire these idiots was actually a big mistake. So, let me ask you that, because a lot of them, um, you know, Bernie Sanders, Warren, AOC, everybody was talking about, you know, socialism, everybody, that's their platform. Now, Joe Biden himself says he's not for socialism, but he has no choice in the matter because he's, you know, their, their bitch boy, you know. So, we yeah. are looking at, we're going to be looking at a socialist America now, but in the definition of socialism is, it's the community owns everything. But now, we're still going to have a government control over the community. So how is that socialist anymore? You know, because if we go with a socialist society, can a normal citizen walk into the White House, take a shit, eat out the refrigerator, and leave? Because that's what socialism is, right? Everybody owns everything and we share. Well, you think they're gonna allow that you think a government would allow that to happen? 
The government's not going to allow that to happen. But they tell not, people that's what they want, though. They told people they, they want socialism. Then they oh, you, make you broke sure. Up. You broke up. I'm I'm still here. I know. I see. I see you there. But um, mm -hmm. you said something and it broke up. But um, go ahead and um, say what you got to say. Um. Yeah. The government is um. Most of the people in government sold out, and the reason why I say that is they have this tendency to make promises that they can't keep, and because right. they lie, they lie to their constituents. They lie to the people that elect them so that they can get elected. Right. Amen. But see, now me, I believe in that works on both ways, both both sides anyway. And I'm not saying a, a, a lie is good or whatever, but I know that the, I know the game. They tell you what they're going to give you, then either don't do it or they change it up. You know, that kind of deal. Yeah. But the left is playing a more dangerous game because now they're playing with the idea of socialism. But a lot of people don't know about socialism because they think it's something cool because what the government is telling them that it's cool. But instead of looking at the history of it and what it leads into, they stop at a certain point. But the idea is they're, they're, the government's telling, you know, the left government is telling everybody, we can have a united community. Everybody owns everything. But they're not saying that everybody owns everything that belongs in the White House. So, But we're still going to control you and give you laws, but we'll give you, you know, you're you're a socialism. You give it, everybody has everything. No, see that's 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 dangerous because it's going to come to the point where it leads into the Marxism, into the communism. Because people are going to take advantage of that and be like, "Well, I'm allowed to have anything I want. I'm going to go to the White House and and eat out of the refrigerator." But now they're going to get shot, arrested, killed. I mean, all kind of different shit. But why? It's a socialist society. Why can't we do those things? See, there's those double standards, those those limits, and all that. So they're telling people. That socialism is good, but they're not going to um, abide by it. You're not going to go by the whole rule. They're going to set rules. You know, so that's like, so well, people don't. Sir. Yeah. So people don't know about socialism because of my, my personal theory is they're not being told about it. They're not being educated. And then that starts back at the school. Telling them about it. The schools aren't telling them about it. And quite frankly, that's a shame. And it is. And they'll teach you about capitalism. They'll teach you about um, fascism, but they don't teach you about socialism. They'll mention it. They'll mention it. They'll mention what it is, but they won't give you a whole thing because that is their, their ace in the hole. That's what they're going to try to get you to do. But it's funny because there actually are nine steps from freedom to socialism. And it's, you know, you can see the patterns happening, you know, daily. Um, massive government spending, massive tax systems, reduced growth, deficits, government pr print money. Government um, fixing pricing and declares the stuff. Underground economy, um, class warfares, total dis discord. I mean, those things are happening constantly, and it's just going to build and build and build. But you know, it, so why are we as Americans want to turn to a system where we think everything is free? Well, I, go ahead. I think part of the reason has to deal with us giving ourselves the falsehood that socialism is good when we know that it's not, and yet we still want it anyway because we think that it's not nearly as bad on paper as it really is. Right, right, until it is actually right in front of your face. And so when it becomes evident to us, and so when it becomes clear, we end up realizing the big mistake that we've made because of our realization that, quite frankly, we fucked up, and now we got to pay the price for it because we thought it was going to be a good thing, and it turned out to be bad. That's all. Go ahead. That's the importance of. That's the importance of being in charge of who you elect to be your employee, and since America is a corporation and we are the bosses and the president of the United States is the CEO, we get to choose who the president is every four years because regardless of who's on the ticket, we've got to sometimes hold our nose, like with the whole Obama-McCain thing. Right. The whole Obama-McCain thing of 2008 was a complete and utter disaster, and McCain was no better than Obama was, so we had to grit our teeth and Hope for the best. Unfortunately, we chose poorly because 
Obama stole the election from under our noses, and McCain stupidly conceded. Right, right. And Obama tried the same stuff again in 2012, and again he got away with it because the Republican nominee, in this case Mitt Romney, conceded stupidly, not realizing that the election was being stolen under his nose. Well, now, also, I remember that a lot of people didn't like Mitt Romney. Um, <clears throat> I mean, a lot of people didn't like him because of his politics or his religion and stuff like that. So it's like I, I know that that was a pretty much a landslide for Obama because, like, yeah, they really don't. American people really didn't like Mitt Romney, even though the, the right people didn't like Mitt Romney, you know, enough to support him on this. But um, a lot of people love Trump, and it's like I, I get it because he's a, he's an entertainer, you know. I, I get it. Yes, but um, promises, unlike most of Congress. Right, right. And as, as, you know, so I see him do some good stuff. Now, his bad stuff, I haven't seen anything bad, but I know people talk about it all the time. But now my idea is I don't support Trump himself, but I support the right right now because they are not going to give me socialism, take away my rights to read, to what I want to eat, what I want to see, what I want to say. They're not going to do those things. Now, they might have a um, stricter rule policy, but that's part of the game. The rules are part of the game. You know, the law itself, that's part of the game. Sometimes you can bend them, twist them. If you break them, you're going to get, you know, slapped on the butt. But so I, I, I like that idea. I like that idea. Instead of telling me that I cannot watch a certain TV program, I cannot listen to a certain radio show, I cannot eat certain foods. Instead of that, I know I got to, well, I got to pay taxes so I can do those things. Okay, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. You know, I, like you said, we are putting these people in charge of us to take care of us. You know what I'm saying? So, but to give someone the power to take away my right to enjoy freedom, yeah, I'm not going to support that. So I can't, I can't throw my love behind the left over there. Right. Leave them kids alone.
Yeah, but school, so, I mean, um, now you said you were diagnosed at a, at a you know, very early age with autism and everything else, right? So right. did you do um, regular schools or were you homeschooled? I was in school for, I was in grade school for like 13, 14 years. And the first few years of my grade school career was in special needs because of the fact that I was really, I was immature and I didn't know much better. Right, right. I chose to play dumb all the time instead of unlocking my full potential. Then I had improved to where I could be in all regular classes starting in third grade. But the catch was, since I had finished my third grade year and I had passed it despite being in a special needs class, I had to repeat it again, this time in a regular class. Okay. So that, was the, that was the test. And so I see if you can do. Results. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, because my son went through the same thing. He was diagnosed with autism at a young age. They medicated him, and it, I mean, he pretty much, you know, went dumbed down. And I'm like, you got so much potential. You got, you got all this shit you can get out. He goes, for him, it was easier, you know, because he couldn't pay attention or some things didn't make sense to him or whatever. So it was easier for the, you know, the special ed classes and all that. And he made friends, you know, stuff like that. Now, nowadays, he, um, and he tried to go to the military and um, they told him no because of his um, ADD or stuff like that and other other reasons. But, um, yeah, he's got a good life right now. He's um, sitting there playing. He plays video games. He works. Um paying rent i mean he lives with um friends and family and stuff like that but um he's he's got a good life right now but um do you think that um the schools themselves tried to teach you better or they tried to um keep you at a certain level if you will well the way i remember it it kind of went something like this now listen closely um during my regular school life growing up from age eight to say 18 i had this experience to where in the first years i showed that i was incredibly gifted in terms of numbers and math right but when it comes to common sense things i'm i'm not really good at common sense things the, the comprehension yeah sometimes the comprehension is a bit confusing to me no matter how simple it actually is right <laughs> no, I understand what you're saying. I do. I get it. I a lot in middle school. I remember playing this day. I remember having my head put in the toilet, which wasn't necessarily a good thing. But considering I was, I was acting out all throughout middle school, I kind of sometimes deserved it because of the fact that I was so socially awkward and deliberately just in some cases acting a fool. So now were these students or were they teachers that dunk your head in the toilet? Students. Fellow oh, so you went to the whole bullying thing? Yeah. Oh. And I came out much better on the other side because here I am some 15 years later and I have a pretty good life. I have a sheltered right. life. Yeah, I get you. I get you on that. Now, um, you talked earlier about, you know, you said um, waking up inside your mind and all that for your potential. Um what do you have plans to do as far as anything else? Are you just going to um, speak your mind and try to get people a message out there? I mean, what do you got going on? Well, I've got a number of different projects that I work on, including four musical projects of which I am the sole member of and the founding member of. My first musical project is also my oldest one. It's a metal project called RUN. Okay. Those three letters. And yeah. Most of the material in this metal project is conceptual, meaning it has a biblical feel to it. But okay. in the first demo, it was more it was more dedicated to societal themes like social unrest and pandemics and other stuff like that. Robots taking over the world. But yeah. Then, well, yeah. In the first metal EP, I oriented my sound towards a more biblical aspect and pertaining to things like the tribulation and revelation and certain books in the Bible. Most notably one of the uh, chapters in the book of Job. Oh, one of my favorite stories. That. One of my favorite stories. I remember hearing about it through a pastor named Brandon Ware, who is the senior pastor at Green Street Baptist. Very, very respectable man. 
very, very knowledgeable, very, very kind, very dedicated to his craft, and God bless him. Yeah, I got you. And here lately, I've been dedicating some of my time towards creating a new metal album based on the book of Daniel. Nice, nice, good stuff right there. So and let me so, ask you this. Are you, um, so you, you seem to be, um, tuning into a lot of religious aspects of it. Now, do you get into theology also or just the base religion stuff? Basic religion stuff, basically. So you don't yeah. get into the theology of it? You don't get the history of it, anything like that? Sometimes I get into the theology of it, but it's not all that often. Because I get into, I, um, I get into things uh, called um, theosophy. Except uh, when I'm church, then I read my Bible, but usually when I go to church, I just come in, I listen to the worship service, I stand up when the worship service begins and I listen to the music. Sometimes I'll sing along. Sometimes I won't, but I'm kind of a very stoic man. So I'm kind of a simple person. I get in, I listen to the music. I listen to the preacher. I read some scripture from the Bible every now and then I leave the church when the service ends and I go about life and I try to do the best I can for God. What about for yourself? For myself, I try to, basically it's no, kind of well you say you were trying to do better for god but why don't you do better for yourself because what you do better yourself reflects on him anyway you know yeah. and i and I, I i got a lot of friends that are into religion and all that and myself i'm into the esoteric the occult and you know ultimate religions um now i do believe in a higher power i do believe in the source and all that stuff um but i also believe in the idea that you know what from get-go god gave us free will to do things that we want to do, but hold ourselves accountable. You know what I'm saying? So I believe in those things. So the things I do, um, I have fun, I poke fun, I have, you know, do things, whatever and stuff. But I never once feel that it's a fight against God, the things that I do, and even in my worst times, because it's a reflection of me. It's what I'm doing. I got to hold myself accountable. Now, if I'm trying to do better for God, um, I, I really can't because I have to do better for somebody else or myself or whatever. So, but I, I do like the idea you said, you know, Show them that you, you, you got things going on. But I, that, that's cool. That's good. It's cool you're actually trying to find a connection, though. Yeah. I also have three other musical projects. One is an electronic project named Urban Landscape. And believe it or not, it is, it is an electronic project. I initially started out using my keyboard as a synthesizer. Yeah. Um... Then I evolved my sound towards a more digitalized environment, meaning with the use of free online musical synthesizers like WebSense.net, AudioSauna, online sequencers, stuff like that. And it has evolved to such a project to where you have this surreal sound to it. it sounds a lot like Ice Ages, you know, the uh, the side project of Richard Letterer, also known as Protector of Summoning Fame. Summoning, you know? Okay. Summoning a black metal band from Austria that that salts, that um, centers around the works of Tolkien. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think I know who they are. Now, a question for you, though. Do you have anything um, available on your YouTube channel at all or somewhere else? Or are they just well, you still got them locked up? Well, I have a few of my musical tracks available on my former Skull Media account on YouTube. Okay, not the original one, not the stillborn, but the second one. Yeah, the, the one second you locked, one. The one you locked out of now. The second yeah. one you locked out, yeah. All right, I'm going to go find that because I, yeah, I, I, like, I like music. I, I grew up around music. All different yeah. kinds. So I like to hear different things. I like so, to hear mixes something as well refined as the newer stuff. Oh, I know. I get you, but I'm I'm curious. I'm really curious because I like so I like to find new stuff out there. I'm, I'm I don't mainstream like everybody else, but I like hearing something different. Mm-hmm. I also have a neoclassical project called My Paradox. Ah, Paradox. Very religious themed, very gospelly themed kind of project where I center my attention on biblical themes and the 
potential for a heavenly afterlife and all that stuff. With and, metal music. With metal music. Well, it's a keyboard only project, meaning it's got it's more orchestral. Basically. Okay. Okay. Well now you do the same thing with metal music too though, right? Yeah. So let me ask you this question, just out of curiosity. Has anybody in your religious community um try to condone you or you know, condone you for or put you down for it because you're using um metal and God in the same, you know, system? Has anybody tried to tell you that's wrong? I haven't I haven't told many people about it, but those that I've been I got you. I got you. Have, um, have applauded my efforts somewhat, and um, they encouraged me to keep going down that path. And and they know that I have a lot of potential, and quite frankly, me. Oh, good, good deal. Yeah, I was curious because, like, like I said, I know back in the eighties, and um, it was funny because you cannot put God and metal in the same room, you know, because metal was the devil. Metal was the devil. So, but the idea now, there was a few um, Christian bands. There was a few Christian bands out there and, you know, people accepted that. And there actually was a few um, death metal bands that were straight Christian bands. And people were like, you can't do that. You can't sing to God by growling. And I'm like, yeah, they can. As long as they talking to God, what the hell does it matter? Right. Huh? Who's going to stop you from making a joyful noise in the Lord, no matter what genre of music you play? Right, exactly, exactly. But I, so I was asking if people have you know, done that to you, but I'm glad you stick by that. Yeah. It's however you want to get the message out there, you know? That's, that's, that's going to be the whole thing. It's what medium you use, what um, style you use, what sound you use. It could be your words, could be videos. I mean, it doesn't matter how you get it out there as long as you're, you know, promoting the message, right? I mean, shouldn't that be the way, to call, shouldn't that be the way it is? Yeah, that should be the way it is. But nowadays, you got people condoning one another for whatever God knows what. and Right, because they're offended. Because they're People offended. offended by everything now. They're offended. They're pissed off, and they get their other friends to be pissed off. And I'm like, no. I mean, I'm I'm actually kind of offended that people get offended over simple, stupid shit. Simple like, stuff. Yeah, simple stuff. Like I just did a video the other day because someone was um pointing out that Charlie Brown Thanksgiving was about cannibalism. I'm like, oh no, they didn't. So I was like. Uh, y'all get mad about some of the stupidest shit in the world, you know? Yeah. There's real problems going on in the world, and y'all worried about Charlie Brown Thanksgiving being about cannibalism. Come on, man. That's pathetic, if you ask me. I mean, oh, personally, like what I said. I don't understand why anyone would want to believe that, but that's just how I feel. Well, because Woodstock ate part of the turkey, so bird eating bird, cannibalism. I'm like, no, that's nature. That happens in nature all the time nature of the beast that's all it is right even in the wild some mothers eat their own young that's not cannibalism that's the circle of life it's the lion king man they told us these things you know but when a human needs a human it's cannibalism you know that that song by elton john right yeah 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 original lion king and in the remake they they actually did a live action remake of the lion king oh i know it was pretty cool i actually enjoyed it i've enjoyed all of them so far aladdin was kind of fun but it could have been better. I mean, but it was still fun. Now, the Jungle Book was spot on, dude. I, I, they, amazing job on that shit. Yeah. Yeah, I saw The Lion King. Did a good job of Lion King? I mean, so far, all the remakes for the live action has been pretty cool. I ain't seen the Mulan yet. Because um, I'm not going to pay 30 bucks to watch it. <laughs> I'll wait till it comes free. Be a sequel to the live action Mulan remake. Do what? So, a couple years. There's also going to be another... Tom and Jerry movie, except it's going to be a live action Tom and Jerry movie. Yeah, I heard. I've heard about that. Oh, I've been hearing things, been rumors about that. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that because I grew up with Tom and Jerry, so it's it's going to be yeah, on the on the iffy on that one. I grew up on Tom and Jerry and Barney and Friends and Dragon Tales and Looney Tunes and Tiny Toon Adventures, Animaniacs. Have you watched the new ones? I've watched. No, have you watched? They 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 remade they rebooted the Animaniacs on Hulu. About a few months ago, that they were going to be remaking. Oh, it's all, it's it's out there, dude. It's awesome. It is creator Tom Rugger, no less. Yeah, it's it is. They they are spot on. We're keeping up with the times, the topics. It's 
just awesome shit. It's it's kind of funny to me because Tom Ruger actually took this lightly. He he actually took it quite well, and um, he's glad to see that the Animaniacs are getting another chance at the big screen at, as a reboot and all that stuff. And um, Tiny Toon Adventures is getting a reboot as well. Yeah. I heard they're going to be doing Muppet Babies also, but I'm like, wow, you already did it three times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know they want to bring a lot of the stuff back, but uh, if you get a chance to watch the new Animaniacs, just really good stuff. Like, so they keep up with modern times and modern topics and everything. It's just, oh, yeah. the jokes are there too. Yeah. Just really good stuff. Some Animaniacs on YouTube, the Eclipse, and I've got to tell you, the newest episodes of Animaniacs is... It's really good. Oh, it is. I, I think it's amazing. I've already been to the first season. <laughs> it's probably the most honest remake of a classic show that I have Amen. ever seen. Yep, yep, yep. Ought to be. I mean, there's no question. Now, this was a pretty cool conversation because we were actually going to talk about socialism in school, but I like this better. This is a better idea. Um, yeah. So you, you showed me a video the other day, speaking of which. You oh, yeah, yeah, yeah today about public schools and indoctrination and stuff and we um talked about it off air about my my thing going to school now um from walt whitman he said resist much obey little once unquestioning obedience once fully enslaved no nation state city of this earth or ever after four resume its liberty that's what and i i gotta agree with that because once you start stop questioning the authority the teachers whatever you become part of yeah. the system and like i said i remember being in school um we'd learn a certain subject on history or whatever i go to the library and find out more information about it because i want to know more about it and bring it back to class and they're like well we're not talking about that i'm like why it's part of this they're here they're like that's not part of the rubric it's not part of the lesson plan i'm like so we can't talk about the stuff that goes with this but we got to talk about what you're you're giving us to talk about so it never really dawned on me until later on in life i'm like they were trying to get me to be brainwashed how dare they <laughs> You know, they forgot, to, they forgot to tell me, don't go to the library. So that, that's shame on them for not saying, don't go to the library. Nope. I went straight to the library, read information and all. But I've seen it all through my school years is they get lesson plans on what they want to teach you. No matter what class it is, it's always a lesson plan. So I had to find out where did it come from? You know, who gave these lesson plans up? So I followed the chain of command. And it turns out that public schooling is actually a socialist society an idea an organization and i'm like because it's free education basically for all i mean that's that's the idea but what are they educating you know that's my question is what are they educating what are they teaching the kids the news about james comey being taught being given a chance to teach at columbia university law school have you ever okay. heard of that yeah you know, that Comey, the same jim comey that gave hillary clinton a pass when she allegedly rigged the entire electoral system back then in her favor and still lost. Right, right. They, they cheated and didn't win. They're making up for it this time. The biggest, the biggest loser in womankind. Is yeah. I have never put my faith in the government, the FBI, CIA, and they say, I, I know what they do. Because I, ha I have inside sources on what they do behind the scenes. Um, I can't share details because there's a lot of confidential stuff. And I'm not trying to blow smoke with the asses. There's no anonymous, whatever. But I have talked to people that have actually been, you know, in the thing, whatever. And I'm like, I've always known the government's in shady. Doesn't matter if they're right or left, whatever. They've always, they place it their agenda, if you will. So I never put my faith in the government. So anybody what you know comes out like the leader of FBI right now is, you know, they're always stonewalling and hiding shit and brushing the carpet. That's what they do. That's what they do. But now they're being called out for it. That's the thing. They're being called out for it because from J. Edgar Hoover onward. Right. Um, same thing. You know, even when Nixon um, created the DEA, that was the whole reason behind that. Nixon created the DEA. Because he wanted to stop drugs. But the main thing was the drugs. It was the marijuana he wanted to stop. Costliest and most ineffective war in American history. Right. Right. Still, 50 years later. Still still fighting it. Now, I watched the hearing the other day. And they um, <clears throat> passed the decriminalization thing. And the thing announced to go to Congress. But people are saying that um, 
McConnell's not going to pass it. I'm like, well, he needs to because America is showing everybody we need to have the marijuana back off the table, you know, because right. everybody, everybody is either using it. And one, one way or another, people are using marijuana now. The old school smoking it, the CBDs, the edibles, the gummies, the um, uh, dabs, the what do you call it? The butter. I mean, so everybody is using marijuana in some way or form or another to better their daily lives, if you will. You know, so people are telling even the regular folks, you know, the, um, the ones that used to say, oh, marijuana is bad. No, they, even they're saying they want marijuana. And also think about the revenue stream. You know, the, the money alone itself is going to, you know, put money in someone's pocket. I mean, it won't be our pockets, but it'll put money in somebody's pocket. It's so going to significantly reduce the deficit in this country, I've heard. Marijuana is probably the it's basically the plant equivalent of gold. And that, yet, yeah, or, yeah, or paper, yet, you know. Real that. And yet people want to think that marijuana is bad and it's not. Because they were educated wrong and they were misinformed about it. What, you know, back in the 50s and 60s, they were told wrong what marijuana was because they really yeah. didn't know. So they went on their agenda by trying to scare people out of doing marijuana. Then they made it illegal. So it's like, ah, so, but yeah, people, even the people that were against marijuana for, for years are stepping up and saying, we need free marijuana. You know, we need to legalize marijuana. We need to decriminalize. And, and I got to agree with that. But like with Oregon, you made crack legal. You made heroin legal. You made opiums, uh, you know, legal. I'm like, oh, man. So I, I'm on the fence about that one. But I'm like, I understand it, though. Cause that's part of their, their, their agenda. But I'm just like, crack making it legal no i'm not i'm not i'm not cool with that but marijuana that's you know totally different ball game yeah so you um you said okay now you don't drink because of your medication and everything uh are you allowed to do anything else well i lead a pretty straight edge life so i don't drink okay. i don't smoke drugs and i'd like to keep it that way Oh, so you don't you don't um get involved in like hallucinogens, mushrooms, um, LSD, um, what else is out there? Oh no, huh? Involved in any of that? Oh no, okay. Um, no, I was I was just curious, just just curious. That's all I'm asking, because I I got a lot of friends that are in, um, they're called psychonauts, because that's the terminology for people that do um acid trips and all that. So they actually will try to go to the other side and communicate with um you know interdimensional travelers and all that stuff. So. Got um, some friends like that, and I got regular. I got regular hippie friends. I got regular friends that do it. You know, musicians, artists. You know, the whole nine yards. Um, well, just curious. But an I mean, if they were to, huh? You know what's better than an acid trip? I uh, know what. You go to my newest Stevie and Art page. I am the skull. You will notice that there are a bunch of new selfie manips in there. I call them selfie manips because I upload pictures of myself and I manipulate the photographs using the color graph and manipulating the color graph to such an right. extent look like something otherworldly, like not of this universe. Okay. So now you're doing it on attention to um, influence someone's um, thought pattern. Just curious. I, I do this for my own amusement. I do this. Because it's therapy for me, and personally, okay. I do this. It's, so can you get a buzz from that yourself, I mean, without taking LSD? There is a way. Oh, nice. Now, now I've heard about those things before. Um, let me ask you, since you say you're good at mathematics and numbers and all that, um, what about the fractal, the fractal monsters, the monster equation, the, fract the fractal? Well, I don't remember how. Of the stuff that I learned in high school. Oh no, um, it's um, the, they're like video. They're like psychedelic videos, but they um, go. It, it's a continuous loop of you know pictures and stuff like that. Mandelbrots. Huh? Mandelbrots. Yeah, the Mandelbrot fractals. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Mandelbrots. Yeah, the monster equation. Yeah, I I love that shit because I remember yeah. that back in when I had the original Xbox. You know. Yeah. But I know it's a way to use the Mandelbrot to in induce um, hallucinations, um, hypnotize, um, and other things. You know, I, I, so I, I think that's pretty interesting too. And you throw music in there, you can trigger things inside your um, your neural connectors instead of using the chemicals. The chemicals just make it easier. That's all it is. 
Right. So that's something you work with. Um, is that something you, um, you try to trigger your own um, um, hallucinations, if you will? Well, usually I do these stuff when I do these manipulated selfies, these selfies that I take that, I'm, that I manipulate with the color graph and whatever. And there's right. another kind of track work that I do called nightmare abstracts. I really? use nightmare brush tool, only the nightmare brush tool, and I manipulate the color graph and I and I do some more other good stuff on the um brightness, the contrast, sometimes the sharpness, almost always the sharpness, because I like it to have a certain effect. Right. And I now- and I do things like this because it helps me understand myself better and it helps me cope with things. I, that, that I understand. I'm the same way. Um, and I tell people when I say these things, I'm not looking for pity or sympathy, but I'm a three time suicide survivor. I was um, three times suicide failure. <laughs> I failed at suicide three times, but, um, nowadays, um, I don't try to self harm or try to kill myself. I don't chase death. I try to live life, to the fullest, you know, I can for myself and, you know, whoever's around me make a better life for everybody basically. Right. But, um, but I still have right. those, those dark thoughts sometimes, you know, cause I deal with the depression. I deal with, um, self-loathing and stuff like that. So I still deal with it. But, um, part of my, my therapy, my own personal therapy is I actually will plan my suicides out. No, I'll go act them out. I'll, I'll, cause one day, um, give you an example. It was about two years ago. I was having one of my low moments and I wanted to, you know, just end it, whatever. I'm like, I can take my bicycle right up to this bridge, jump off into the water, and I'll die. You know, then I started thinking, well, first of all, I got to ride the bike up the bridge. That's a long-ass trip. I'm, I'm too old for that shit. So I got to walk up there. Then if I jump off, I might not die. I might break something or whatever. Then I'm going to burden on somebody else. So fuck it, I ain't going to do it. So I do, when I do have my dark moments like that, I like to play them out to um um and play the other side but also but it it helps i haven't had any in a while but i I have um when i do have those thoughts i don't act on them but i like to see where they go in my mind you know it's part of what i consider my therapy and it does help me to think that i can't really you know try to bury the suicidal thoughts but if they do come see where they go you know then then they just go away they they wash away so i but i do like doing those things for myself it's been a while um, but that's like I said, you know, part of my, my my therapy, and the same thing with doing these shows is um trying to reach out to folks and you know just have conversations because people I guess forget how to communicate nowadays and it and it's it's wild. It is, oh. yeah. All right, well, um, Kev, we're gonna get up off of here, man. I'm I'm glad you came out tonight. I'm glad well we changed it up a little bit. Um, we were gonna talk about social in the school, but I, this is a way better um episode. Um. Now, your videos, like I said, are on YouTube, and it's Kevin the Skull Anderson, right? Now, you have your own URL, or is it you have to have links? Well, I'll put it to you like this. If you look up Skull Media Enterprises on YouTube, you should find something pertaining to a multicolored background with a skull on it for an avatar. Or you could find something along the lines of, say, a flaming skull, and those would be my two channels, respectively. Okay. Like I said, I'm on both of them because I found your your first one now, and I found the other one um, that you put up there. I saw I was looking at some of those videos. So it's called, what was it again? Skull Media? Skull Media Enterprises, yeah. Skull Media. So everybody out there in the paranoia universe... Skull Media Enterprises. Y'all look up um, the Skull, man. I mean, like I said, I, it was pretty cool to see, you know, I mean, because I'm not into the gamers anymore. I'm a retired gamer. But I know a lot of people got put game videos up there, and I saw a lot of that. And I'm like, oh, he's just another gamer. But then you start talking on a couple of videos. I'm like, oh, he has something to say. So, I mean, I like to see that. People I like to see people get out there and share their message. You know, even if I don't agree with it. Share your message. I mean, let's get, get it out there. And, you know, it's like therapy, you know, you getting these things out there. Instead of bottling them up, you get them out there. And then I, I, I appreciate when people do that. But, Kevin, we're going to get up over here, man. I appreciate you coming out tonight. Awesome show. Um, we'll be in touch. Um, yeah, I'll have this loaded up on um, Spotify by the morning time. I'll send you the link and everything. If, you know, you ain't got to share if you don't want to. I'm just, you know, that's out there. Um, 
man, it was just awesome to have you on tonight, man. I appreciate it. Well, yeah, we we'll get great. about it. All right. Well, let me hit this um record button and we out of here. All right. Remember, everybody, just because you are paranoid does not mean they are not out to get you. Exactly. You know it. Wait. Wait, what did you say? <laughs>